Welcome to Bridge from Nowhere. This is Lou. I'm Andy. And I'm Jamie. Need a crap? Take a crap. Have a, <laughs> have crap, a crap? Leave, leave a, crap. a crap. Today we have a prolapsed poo corner. It gets rid of all the pathogens and weird stuff that you maybe don't want. <laughs> That's the sound of pathogens. Well, they're meat. They're evil little creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like squirrels now. Yeah. We discussed the ecstasy and horror of wipes. Rethink what you do with the wipe. <laughs> You're really coming at me hard with this. All that and more coming up on Bridge from Nowhere. Sponsored by Tobor. This is Tobor. Tobor, the telesonic robot. Batteries not included. He's under your control. With a click from the telesonic commander to circle. To proceed forward, to circle, or to pick up the support module and return, all on your command. Tobor is robot spelled backwards. Tobor, the telesonic robot from Shopper. Stretch out a joke and try to be funny, but fail. <laughs> yes. The battle with the headphones that fit on Jamie's and valleys. I mean, the sacrifices I make for this show. My ears are just ringing for a couple hours after I leave this place all the time. Really? They ring? No, they don't ring. Oh. They ring sometimes, but not from this. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's from poor choices. I do I have a, a little kid. bit of uh, tinnitus. <laughs> do you? Or from what? I was never cool enough to go to concerts. Was it just a lot of industrial work zones, you think? Maybe working in Prudhoe wasn't good. Yeah, I mean, because you've had some jobs, like some jobs where you're working in like places where there's a lot of work noise, Air right? tools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'll really get you. We're oh, back with the bridge pimping. from... Nowhere, nowhere, no, nowhere. Jobs, what, you you worked uh, you worked North Slope for a while, right? For a summer, right after high school. But you were doing you were doing road construction or something, right? Road repair, uh, pothole filling, where you take a bag of asphalt and you dump it into the hole, and then you take a tamper and pound it like a angry monkey. And then uh, you put some slop on top of that and some sand, and then you go on to the next one. Is it manual tamper? Mm-hmm. So you're just, like, beating at the ground, yeah. basically. Wow. And uh, we, we beat it so hard that the tamper broke after a few <laughs> days. We also uh, replaced the what they called delineators on the side of the road. For some reason, you guys were really good at beating that tamper. That's yes, right. tamper beating. We need <laughs> one know. that's more robust. You guys are naturals. <laughs> Highly developed one arm. Well, we are men. Men, men up on the North Slope. Surrounded by men. Yeah, which is way up there. I mean, the North Slope of Alaska is mm-hmm. what we mean by the North Slope. Yeah. yeah. Way up north there. And uh, we also picked up garbage. Did you go, did you get out to, where were you staying? Were you staying in the barracks that are out there? I was staying in a, one of the older buildings called MCC, which are old ATCO units. And ATCO units are these portable housing modules that almost look like uh, trailers people live in, but they're multiple units inside. And I would take a vehicle to a facility. Sometimes I worked in a place called the Seawater Treatment Plant, which was a six-story building that was built in Korea, and they sea-lifted it over. And inside of the building they had a little glass case and they showed me some of the tools that the Korean workers made to help build the place. That's interesting. For example, if they needed a hammer, they would take a big bolt and weld a handle to it. 
There's your hammer. Wow. Yeah. Why? Wow. Why? I guess they didn't always have the tools they needed. Huh. I think it was built by Daewoo. <laughs> One of those big yeah. uh, Korean companies. You'd think they'd have everything. They're a huge company. Run out of hammers, I guess. They run out of hammers. <laughs> It'll happen. Sometimes it's the little things. They're not thinking of that. Yeah. But after working up there for months, I would have these dreams of walking through corridors just with pipes everywhere, grates that you walk on. Really? like Kind of like The Shining or something. Yeah, I would just have dreams of walking through the facilities because I also was kind of like a janitor in one, sweeping all What do you day. mean you were kind of like a janitor in one? I was a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do when you weren't working up there? Like what did you do for fun or to relax or any of that? I would work from 7 in the morning until maybe 5 or 6. I can't remember exactly, but I would eat and then I would ask for overtime. So I'd go back out and work. Wow. Uh, it didn't so happen every day. 12-hour days, kind of that kind of thing, mm-hmm. typically, trying to? What, yeah. What did people... Getting good money, though, right, with that you overtime? You make a lot of money, probably, yeah. right? Yeah. It's $10 an hour back oh. in 99. So not so great. What, what did... Was there stuff to do up there, though? Like, was there, like, movie nights or, like, a TV or anything there like were that? movies. Uh, a lot of people went to the gyms, uh, just hanging out. People played a few games. Now, is your brother working up that way now, or did he work in North Slope for a while? He did the same thing I did a few years later. Oh, okay. They call it stick picking. Stick picking. Because some kids get assigned to the cleanup crew, or they walk along the road and pick up everything. Oh. <laughs> uh, or you might get assigned to the road crew like I was. This is the hall road? This is the, the road system up in Prudhoe Bay itself. Oh, okay. So the wells are connected to the road system, and... All of the facilities, you have a place that deals with natural gas. You have um, processing plants that take all the stuff from the wells. And then you have the seawater treatment plant, which takes water in so they can use it to pump into the ground to get the oil out. How many people are working on the North Slope typically? Do you know? Is it like is it like 20,000? Is it 10,000? Is it 500? I don't know. That's a good question. I think it's in the, like the mid thousands. I want to say like four thousand, three thousand, really? something like that. Interesting, because I mean, yeah. we you kind of have this idea of the North Slope as like okay, it's oh, there's an oil rig out there, and then they pump the oil, and that's it. But actually, it's this like little city. I mean, mm-hmm. it's this, you know, there's really a lot there's going a lot on. There's a there, lot of yeah. people, a lot of infrastructure, a lot of development up there. Did you run into a lot of wildlife, caribou stuff like that up there? Or? Oh, a lot of caribou, herds of them. Giant herds. Um, where I worked at the seawater treatment plant was probably the best place to see polar bears. I didn't see any at the time when I was there The uh, in the summer. The pack ice was out. You could still see it. It was a few miles out. But uh, other times of the year, they would come into the area. So there were a few doors that had big uh, bars covering them. Wow. The outside doors. Just because the polar bears come and actually scratch on the doors and... Push the door in, probably, I guess so. Right? Yeah. And they're strong. Yeah. Like, just... You ever seen yeah. one? I've never seen one. Mm-mm. No, I've never seen one in the wild. I went up there once in the summer. I drove up there with Jen in our truck from Denali, and we went up to, like, the, the little place called Dead Horse that's actually mm-hmm. kind of open to the public, and there's a, there's a mechanic, and there's a little hotel, and there was a tour where they would drive you through the oil patch 
where all the wells are, and it's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. I mean, it's. I was amazed. And it was I, my first summer in Alaska. And one day I had my own truck, and our job was to go to each, a couple of these well buildings and uh, check the fire alarms there. So I think in that day we drove 70 miles just up in yeah, I one mean, side of the massive. Prudhoe Bay. Mm. Wild. Yeah, we toured around and did that, and then they dropped us off at the beach and let us run into the Arctic Ocean, which was cool. That was, like, the whole reason we did it. Yeah, and then you yeah. run into the Arctic Ocean and dunk yourself and then run out, and they gave you a little certificate or whatever, and then you go back to the Atco Hotel that they had, mm-hmm. basically, and we spent the night, and then we drove, got up the next morning and drove away. I don't know if they let people tour through there anymore, do they? I don't know. This was actually before 9-11. Mm. It's 2000. I didn't even think of that, but, yeah, that's probably I don't recall true. any... Very many tours up there. Yeah, we couldn't take our own car. It was like one of those, um, like the kind of bus that drives around, like the senior center bus, you know, with mm-hmm. like 14 seats on it. And uh, yeah, they drove us through and we couldn't, we didn't stop anywhere. They just, we could just look out the windows and see all the oil patch stuff. And then we got to one beach and they let us out for like 20 minutes and then that was it. We went back. So I don't know, maybe they don't anymore. North Slope living is a wild thing for the guys who are there all the time, the men and women who are there all the time, because mm-hmm. it's usually like a three-week-on, two-week-off, or two-on, two 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 two-off kind of thing. And the and when it's off, they fly you to wherever mm-hmm. is usually the deal. So there's tons of people that like live in Texas that work in North Slope or live wherever. Yeah, the, my bosses, I had multiple bosses, and one guy was from Louisiana, one was living in Ohio. Which is wild, you know. They're like it's like they're not really Alaskan. Mm-hmm. They they're work they're living there and they're working in the North Slope, but they're not. You know, it's they're just <laughs> they just take yeah, off. Yeah, and, and the North Slope, it's not like that's there's no town. You there's can't no spend. Alaska I didn't spend there. one dollar when I was yeah. up there. And I was yeah. up there for six weeks straight. Then I left for a few weeks and I came back for two more weeks. Yeah, and it might as well be anywhere else. It doesn't. It's not so really Alaska. When they do ways. talk about jobs up there. A lot of it is out-of-state workers, if not the majority, but I'm not quite sure. I mean, in some ways, it must be contributing. Maybe a third, I don't know. To the economy, as far as those workers go, like when they stop in Anchorage or, you know, that kind of thing. But it's not like the days, you know, the legendary days of Alaska were the pipeline days when the pipeline was getting built. And, you know, these guys were living in Fairbanks and Fairbanks was like a Wild West town all of a sudden, and you know there was crazy money and guys were just getting wheelbarrow fulls of cash. It was crazy, it's an amazing time when you hear the the stories from the people who were there then. Yeah, I've heard the stories here of like people in Juneau even because this is the state capital, so a lot of that money poured into here too. And people, there wasn't a McDonald's here yet, and people calling Alaska Airlines and paying whatever it took to have McDonald's like put on the next flight. They'd be sitting at a bar. In Juneau, and they'd be like, I could really go for a Big Mac, and they'd make a couple of calls, and you'd get a $70 Big Mac or whatever in two hours, you know? Like, you got to pay a guy to go get a Big Mac, pay a guy to put it on the plane, pay to ship it up here, and then pay a guy to bring it to you at the bar. But it's like, yeah, I got all this money. Yeah, what else am I going to spend it on? Yeah, totally. Tired of blowing hookers, time for a burger. (laughs) Yeah. Well, those are days like B.B. King. trifecta. Yeah, B.B. King was up here, I think I've always heard. Like, really big-time national acts came came through because they just threw money at them, yeah. Redbone. Yeah. (laughs) Was here. (laughs) Come and get your love. Oh, and they got their love. 
No, they got it. Everybody to got the their detriment love in those of days. the boyfriends. Yes, yes. There are legends of Redbone. You've heard these stories in mm-hmm. Juno of this band, Redbone, which was a Native American band that came through and uh, stayed. What I what I heard is that they ended up kind of staying because they ended up getting girlfriends in town. And what year was this? I think it was the late seventies. I don't really know the year. Late seventies, I think. Anyway, Redbone. Hmm. And for Redbone. some reason, those two months there were sixty divorces in town. Extra. <laughs> <laughs> Stretch out a joke and try to be funny, but <laughs> fail. Yes. Like cha cha. <laughs> Yeah. All right, we'll be back in just a little bit with more from Bridge from Nowhere. In this next segment of Pooh Corner, Lou and I start off by getting a couple of things wrong. You see, food goes in your mouth. But also, (laughs) the Johnstown flood was in 1889 and it killed over 2,000 people. It'll all make sense in a minute. That's what in Ohio. It? In Ohio? Ohio? Yeah. We're North, at in Ohio. Northeast Ohio, a town called Warren. How far from Warren, the uh, Ohio? Pennsylvania border? Really close. Yeah, like, I was going to say like Warren's close. Yeah. I, I live near Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. Which, you know, I'd go to Ohio now and then. Yeah, so Warren's really close to, to Youngstown, the great oh. city. Youngstown. Oh, the great, yes. <laughs> the old Rust Belt Youngstown. The great city of <laughs> sh- Shankstown. <laughs> <laughs> now, is Youngstown where they had the flood? Johnstown. Johnstown. Which I have photos of. Oh, of the of what? The actual flood. Oh, you 60s. mean you have you have uh, my you dad have took photos. photos. He was there. Really? Mm-hmm. I think the I think the big Johnstown flood happened though, like in the twenties and thirties. There was some other flood that the happened. big robber barons kind of were all had their vacation homes up there, yeah. and then they didn't let people know that there was this horribly maintained dam holding up their bucolic lake that they all puttered around on. Oh, my right. fuck, Martin. Right, totally. I'd say, Mortimer. I mean, that's really what was going on. That's the Johnstown flood. And the whole mm. city of Johnstown lay below them, and it gave way, and all their little, pretty little boats fell upon the people of Johnstown and killed tens of thousands. Jesus. By boats alone. By boats alone, right? Let this alone was the water. You could just like sue whoever you wanted, right? I think so. Yeah, and all the lawyers were up at the lake, right. so you couldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were all like, "I don't see a problem." Yes. What? You have no yeah. case. Yes. Yeah, it's your fault for no being evidence. There. I don't know. Yeah, the Johnstown flood was a was a moment in American history for sure, and it really mm-hmm. was a moment of when you let the robber barons truly go nuts and have no. And you have no recourse against them. What happens? They just kill tens of thousands. They will of indiscriminately people. kill people, and they don't give a crap. Yeah. Why would they care? They don't care. There's Seems no. Seems oddly familiar. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. We have to relearn these lessons over yeah, and over every hundred years or so. You know, I guess. and, and yeah. all not just American history, but in all history. Yeah. But yeah. Did you know there was also a great molasses flood once? And yeah. I think in Boston. In Boston. Yeah. Hundreds of people were killed. The tell me, tell me the tale molasses. of the Great Molasses Flood, which I wish I, I had been on the outskirts of. Andy would have saved it. I, would have I can't remember what happened to the factory and why there was a flood of molasses. I think it just wasn't built very well, 
like the factory and and it was before there were people who came around and said hey you can't build a molasses factory like that yeah like in the middle of town yeah so and somehow, like with like crappy, but these meal skins will hold this back just fine somehow yeah. like giant a giant cask of molasses burst open and flooded the streets and it, it, like at first, when you're like, people die from a, molasses. How big can a cask of molasses it was be big to enough flood that it streets? Was like, it was like several feet deep. But yeah. what happened, what would happen, how people would die. So at first, it's like, mm, you died in molasses. Like, what are you, like an idiot? <laughs> yeah. like, no! <laughs> but it was sweet but, and delicious. No, so people would get stuck. And then they get like knocked over from the weight and then they just like drown. Like flypaper. In the mon- yeah. Yes. yeah, like flypaper. Like the kind of horrifying, I and mean, you think, and then like, can you imagine the cleanup? How do you uh-huh. clean up, like up like feet deep of molasses and bodies covered in molasses? I don't. You need a lot of graham crackers. <laughs> sure <Yes>. do. <laughs> get in there. But yeah, it was terrible. And like, I remember they talked about how you could see like molasses weeping like out of the seams of yeah. this vat, and no one. People were like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, I don't want to fix it. It's expensive to fix this. Yeah. And then just people slowly were consumed by molasses. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. You're, you're one never, of your towns, too. I'm, I'm a Bostonian. Yeah. And I had, I had a never molasses heard. lover. And a molasses lover. I love me the darkest, blackest, black strap molasses. Sign me up. It feels like it was kept from you almost. It seems I like. Know, like <laughs> you know, I'm as though like you try to recreate it and people were worried. Like, yeah. I'm a little, like, I, I don't know. I'm going to call my mom. Yeah. See what's going on. Yeah, I, about I would that. definitely suggest talking to your mom first before, like, going on Wikipedia. Any any of the rest <laughs> of you have molasses as a real staple of your... Oatmeal. No? Every morning. Oh, it, in your oatmeal? Yeah. Still oh. to this day. Yeah, it's a great source oh. of iron, Jamie. Really? Molasses is. is. Yes. Oh. Iron makes us strong. I, it's it's, true. it's yeah. It's the real deal. It's like it's yeah. like healthy sugar. Wow, I should yeah. do that. I love molasses. Yeah, it's delicious. It's amazing. Think, molasses is an amazing, amazing ingredient. I mean, I will I will go on and on about it. But the thing that my mom always made forty minutes later. She, yes. So and then, and and then, then there was the time. <laughs> but the thing my mom always made was she would just say, "You want you know you want to do you want molasses for 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 dessert you know?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." And what that meant was that she took. Basically, like, I'd say half a stick of butter, soft, not melty soft, but, like, soft, soft enough. Soft spreadable. And then she'd just pour molasses in a bowl and stick that stick of butter and then take a fork and just mix it oh around. Oh, my And God. make a butter molasses paste. And she'd pour it on you and keep you busy No, and like then we dog. would take bread. Yes. Like, French bread. Oh, Hell yeah. Bakery French. And just dip it in there and wow. just... Would it be heated up at all? No. Oh, straight. Mm-hmm. Wow. Straight. I mean, huh. right? I'm you know, ready. You're right. Molasses <laughs> on it with me. We understand what we're talking about. Yeah. I can taste it. Like, I can t- imagine what it tastes like, and it tastes very good in my mind. All right. Wow. Hey, we're Bridge from Nowhere, and guess what it is, guys? <gasps> no, it's... let's talk about poop. We're great singers. Yes. Yes. It's Blue Corner with Marissa Capito, the ninjaneer from the wastewater treatment plant here in Juneau. Marissa, thanks so much for coming in again. Absolutely, yeah. Great and to be back. you were recently uh, the featured speaker 
and a, sort of a fascinating sounding thing. It was about a dryer. Is that right? I actually wasn't the featured speaker. You were one of the speakers. <laughs> For us, you were the featured you speaker. You were the featured speaker. Yeah. Featured For everyone speaker. listening to this podcast, yeah. you were the featured speaker. It's the only speaker. name I saw on the poster, I'll tell you that. <laughs> there weren't any names on but the poster, Jamie. <laughs> your name was on the poster in my mind. Yes. I'll tell you that. Good. Yeah. That's what, that's what drew, drew the crowd. Did you have a crowd? Yeah, we did. We maybe had like 15 people come out, which 15? I guess I guess is pretty good for All right. And it was like right Small after town stuff. It was right after the the CBJ budget meeting, so I think a lot mm. of people went to that. It was a busy night. I couldn't maybe, make it. Maybe people were a little like com- community governmented out. I had dreams I, of I going there and recording a live poo corner while you presented. It's all right. We'll have more of them. Uh so anyway, so so it was about a dryer. Is that so right? so it's it's a really big project that's happening for the utilities and so we basically wanted to update the community about what w- the status of the project and what they can expect for the summer because the wastewater treatment plant this construction is happening in is in the middle of a neighborhood so we have houses that are within spitting distance basically of the wastewater treatment plant so pooping, pooping distance spitting pooping distance, distance yeah <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they're they're real close, really close. So you know, we want to try to communicate and have an open dialogue. You can with hit them with a turd. Yeah, from where you are, Absolutely. they are right there. Would, actually, they're right next to you. Right yeah. there. Yeah, right there. How can I buy one of these places? <laughs> you, um, I don't. I'm so surprised you don't live there already. A lot of houses for sale on that street. Mm. It's so coincidentally. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine why. <laughs> $9. Weird. <laughs> Any takers? No. Weird. Anyone? <laughs> so, yeah, to update our neighbors and to update um, just the community in general about how the project is going, what the what the next couple years are going to look like, because it's going to take a couple years. the project? It's a biosolids dryer, which is like a low-temperature oven that essentially desiccates poop. Mm. And wow. <laughs> a poopicator. It's sacrilege. <laughs> it um, desiccates defecation. Wow. It's a, de- yeah, it's a, desi- nice it's a defecation. Thank desiccation. you. Desiccation of defecation. Desiccation. The reason why we're getting a dryer is because I think on one of the previous segments we talked about Juno's poop problems. And how the we reason we're getting it. a dryer is because of one of our previous segments? Yes. I love this it. This is a follow-up. Wow. Bridge Here to nowhere. Go. Bridge from nowhere. <laughs> I forget the name. It's our Bridge biggest moment and you dropped the name of the show. <laughs> Making things happen. <laughs> yeah. So um, we have a poop we have Apologist. a poop volume problem. Yes. Where we actually create quite a lot of poop <clears throat> in Jamie. town. Yeah, Jamie. I know. Lou. I'm Lou. I'm looking at you guys. Yeah. It started guys... happening roughly twelve years ago. We're just doing our part. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm a big, yeah. huge fan of psyllium husk. I just can't stop. Oh my yeah. God, well, it's the best. Bulking agent. Thank you for our contribution. I've started a using the intertidal zone as the city has requested through numerous <laughs> mailings. I'm just going down to the intertidal now. I understand. Yeah. Oh, so you're the reason why the fisheries closed around. Yeah, oh. that's pretty much that's what's happening to the king salmon now. I'm yeah. Sorry, everyone. Now you yeah. can only catch brown trout and black crappie. <laughs> Lou's been waiting on that joke. Oh, 14 yeah. years. <laughs> that one gets me every time, Shack. Lou. Yeah, that Shack. one gets me every time. All right, so it's a defecation desecration machine. I love it. Um, so... If you 
we've looked at things like composting, and the problem with something like composting or some sort of digestion process is that you don't get rid of the volume, so you still have a lot of poop to deal with mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And down south, that's not such a problem because there's farmland and lots of different ways to reuse this stuff, but we don't have a lot of those same options. So when you get rid of the volume, you have like way less to deal with. So and how does the, this machine work? It's basically a big oven with a moving belt. And so the poop drops down onto the belt. <laughs> it slowly <laughs> makes its way <laughs> along. Yes. And there's like a hot zone and a cool zone. And then it drops off the belt when it gets to the other end. <laughs> it doesn't make that sound anymore because it's like more, more like gravelly. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's... Uh, We're all about education here. At yeah, from yeah. It's yeah. Good. The sound effects are helpful. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. It's, it's radio. Um, <laughs> the magic of radio. There's, uh, it has ni- like 80% less water than it started with. So the volume is greatly reduced and it gets rid of all the pathogens and weird stuff that you maybe don't want. Are, that's the sound of pathogens. Well, they're mean, they're evil little creatures. <laughs> Sound like squirrels now. Pathogens are squirrels. They're weirdly, yeah, weirdly <laughs> territorial. Yeah, microscopic rare, squirrels. Rare rental squirrel. Yeah. squirrel. Some in my bathroom. They do. Here's every the thing I, I think about in. right away. You describe this machine. Mm-hmm. Can't why can't we install one of these at home instead of bidets? Can't we just your own personal poop dryer? Can't we just dry the poop from the source? I don't think you'd want and reduce it and just have a you'd... conveyor belt that goes. I mean, come like, on. Let's like through the middle of here. town. Two quick yeah. dots. Dry poop on it. <laughs> let's think big. Uh, most people want don't want to deal with their own poop. That's why we have Well, I don't want to deal with it. I just want to get on. I just want to I want to poop. And then I want to, like, hit another button and then just feel all dry and warm down there. And it's taken care of. Did you know that in <laughs> Japan all the, heated, all the toilets have heated seats? Oh, oh. I have heard that. I'm lovely. <laughs> I love a heated toilet seat. I went there this oh winter. Oh, my God. And immediately fell in love with the heated toilet seat. Other features of their toilet seats are um, there's privacy music. Really? Um, oh. All, yeah. So if you're worried about making some noise while you do business. Um, all of them have... Um, Men's and women's bidets. I don't know Ooh. what the difference is. I didn't try both. I should have. Uh, I we, failed. We know. Uh, oh. Men's uh. are cold. <laughs> 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 no, like the angle of the sprayer was differently. Wow. I think. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that, that demands further study. And you can change the water pressure. So if oh. you're like new to it and you're like, whoa, yeah. I just, you know, Hi. gentle at first. Yeah, if you turn up, just book it up, book it Otherwise, you can yeah. grab the wheel and just crank it all the way over. Give me some what I need. Release the fire hose. So, uh, yeah, the Japanese have much better toilets than we do. Why do you think do. that is? Have you, have, you, do you, have you studied their culture at all, or you just traveled there I as a tourist? Tell, or? I went there as a tourist only for 10 days, so I can't speak, but from what I can tell, they love comfort and efficiency. Mm. And so why not make toilets as comfortable That's as possible? That's american Yeah. I mean, it's it's the thing, like, why don't we have heated toilet seats? They are delightful. They're very delightful. Where have you, I think it, where have I you think experienced it does. <laughs> where have you experienced a heated toilet seat, Jamie? Anchorage, Alaska. Okay. There's a lovely restaurant up there called Orso's. 
Yeah, I've been there. I've heard a tale of... Wait and, a minute. And there's a lovely heated toilet seat in one of the restrooms of Orso's, which may or may not be the men's room. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Maybe a time that I was there with some friends, with Steve Nelson, Steve in fact. Steve Nelson. Pod, bridge from a friend of the podcast, Steve Nelson, and um, a couple of other friends, one of whom had just won Alaska Teacher of the Year. Oh. And the, the women went to the restroom and came back and just started talking about how great the restroom was. Like, oh, my God, the toilet's in there. And they didn't want to, like, ruin the surprise. So they wouldn't tell me what it was. They said, but, Jamie, you have to go. You have to go. And use the stall. And I was like, well, this is going to be something. And I went down to the men's room, and it's just like a men's room with like a plastic crappy. No, like, like usual. No, yeah. no doors on the toilet. No doors yeah. on the toilet. No seat. And you a, know, and carpeting. A, a guy in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a lizard like in the bowl crawling around. A little one. You know, a lot of pathogens. The usual. A lot of pathogens. So I came back, and I was just like, what? What the hell, you guys? That was nothing. And then they finally told me, you didn't. Did you sit on the seat? And I, was, I actually was like, yeah, I sat on the seat. It was just like any other crappy men's room seat. And they, then they said, well, the, it's heated in the women's room. So then we went down on a little, like, on a little mission. Son of a bitch. And I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Uh, another way the white man is getting screwed. <laughs> yeah. God. It felt awful at that moment. And, you knew uh, the persecution right yeah. then. And so we went down on a little mission. And it wasn't that crowded a night. And so... I went in with my friend Donna Ray and, and our other friend Barbara stood at the door to, like, guard the door so no one came in. Wow. And so I their went own in safety. and experienced the seat and had the whole thing. 40 minutes later. Yeah. We sat about, and then we came out. <laughs> it was me and my friend Donna Ray, and we came out, and there was a line of women waiting to get into the bathroom. <laughs> like, not a long line, but there were a couple, and this woman who had just won Teacher of the Year for the state of Alaska was like, I'm sorry, you can't come in right now. Oh. And then me and this woman just came out of the women's <gasps> restroom. <laughs> and then we all just left as quickly as we could. <laughs> it was quite a moment, yeah. Wow, Teacher yeah. of the Year was your wingman. Yeah, she was, oh. she was the wingman, yeah. But everybody thought it was for the girl, but it was for the toilet yeah, seat. Yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Which I thought, of, to... I thought about, like, proclaiming that. Like, if it wasn't that, it was that you have a heated seat. Did but you then need I just to thought... do work in there, or did you just need to sit there? I sat there. I didn't need to do work, but yeah. I did sit there. I did, I did basically, like, pantomime the experience of doing and work. And so when you say heated toilet seat, does it just mean you sit down and it feels room temperature? Or do you no. it's, it's, warm. it's warm. It's warm. It's warm. No. Oh, my God. That amazing. warmth, does that warmth facilitate? Does Oh, it... good question. Um, I don't know, but a lot of Japanese toilets have. What do you mean you don't know? You sat on a Japanese toilet. I I drink a lot of coffee in the mornings, which know, is when I do most of thing. my pooping. Yeah. So it yeah. all kind of. I just I don't really it just have, couldn't come I don't any really faster. have any yeah. problems yeah. with no. that. I'm very thankful because mm-hmm. some people really do. Yeah. It's, it's a, oh no. It's a shame. No, it's yeah. No, I've I've been up and down through the years. <laughs> <laughs> when you get as old as me, you know. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I pretty, recommend yeah. psyllium husk no, for you, Andy. No, that's well, no flax, flax seeds. Where I'm at, ground flaxseed. Flaxseed. Mm. Oh my mm. god! I mean, you know, I'm an old old man, so that's those, <laughs> those are the things. That add to your life. But coffee is really, I think, the coffee. thing's the oh, best. Oh, man. Yeah. Surefire. I mean, I'm coffee and oatmeal and all that stuff. So that, you know, yeah, things happen. Yeah. It's all fine. Nine. But I just wondered, even if you're fine, sometimes you sit down and it's a little bit like a bit of a, you mm-hmm. know, it's cold. You're a little bit, well, like the opposite experience is like in Tenneke Springs. They have that, that outhouse that's way out over the beach. Mm-hmm. And it's just open. And uh, there's like a little breeze that comes up through there. Yeah. Uh. 
you know, and it's like a, it's like a big high out house. It's cool because it's like a forty foot drop. Sometimes and it's just and it's just a drop. Look out below. Yeah, woo! You can do all that stuff. Sometimes it's great. a shorebird will come up. Yeah, bam. <laughs> yeah, you're super lucky. Yeah. yeah. Goddamn seagull. Bam. Yeah. Was like, I think I was a curler. Yeah. Ugh, Sometimes geez. you get oyster catcher. That, yeah. that beak. <laughs> yeah. Lousy Stellar's J. Oh, those beaks are so yeah. specialized. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like a breeze that comes up, and I do agree that that chilly breeze does make it more difficult. Well, listen, we're talking poop with none other than Marissa Capito here on Bridge from Nowhere. It's the return of the official Poop Corner. Poop Corner. And we're so excited. Oh. Should we do the theme song? No. Oh, poop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, that could have gone better. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Uh, no, I don't know. That could not have gone Everybody better. Wait, has their own Andy, idea you, you of take the lead. Yeah. Song. And it's Bridge from Nowhere. Bridge from Nowhere. <laughs> That's good. No, I had nothing. Hilarious. Pun yep. humor. Pun humor. It's about right under by the Henway. That was the other one we did. <laughs> the Henway. The Henway. What's a Henway? About 10 pounds. Yep. What do, how much does a Henway? We used to say three or four pounds, but I don't really know. That wasn't based on any science. We could call John <laughs> Warnchuk and have him. Yeah, have us. him hold a hen. I don't think he has hens, does he? He's got goats. Oh, he's got chickens. Yeah, yeah. duh. Yeah. Duh. I just, all I think about are his goats now. I know Gordy's riding a goat. Gordy knows how to ride one. Have you seen the video where yeah. Gordy's riding a goat? What a mm-hmm. childhood that kid's having. Oh, man. He's got the quintessential combination, like Alaska, but also Farm. rural yeah. childhood. But on the ocean? Yeah, he lives on the sea. He can go fishing for salmon in the morning, ride a goat in the afternoon. Go downhill skiing or snowboarding. He's got his own zip line. Pick eggs. He's got his own zip line. They have a huge, like, patch of land with a trampoline and a zip line. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool, like, they have a very cool Alaska house, really. He's not spoiled. Yeah. It's not, and it's, it is a thing where it's not, it's not really, he isn't spoiled. It's not about spoil, you know, because what they do is, you know, he has to take care of goats and yeah. hens and... It's just that it's like it's the it's the riches of Alaska in a way, or the riches of living out there and yeah. having your own land and stuff. Yeah, they're 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 doing such a fun job with that kid. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm mean, just living a fun life. Yeah, and they have. I was talking to them last night actually about their goats who are who are they're African goats. Dealing, they got 30 inches of snow out there this weekend. Oh, yeah, <laughs> which is like. What is this? <laughs> she came out and these Afri- goat, African breed goats are just, meh, <laughs> ah, just screaming from their little goat house. What is happening? <laughs> just trapped in there. Yeah. So cold. I'm amazed they don't get like bears and stuff, I guess. I always figured here. Oh, they well, they do. But I mean like that no, no bears have ever like gotten one of their goats or chickens or I anything. think a bear has gotten their chickens. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't I think, know that. I think. I think huh. in the past, bears have gotten – they're wow. definitely on the lookout for bears out there. Yeah. And there have been some that patrol around. Because huh. that should be part of – so There was a bear out chickens. there. One time when we were out there, there was a bear wandering around through his house that one time. It was before he had chickens, but uh, – I guess I kind of remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. There was yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Mr. Bear, getting all your chickens. Yeah, black bears out there, I think. But I guess yeah. there could be brown out that way. I think so, but I think it's mostly black bears yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. But that's enough. 
Yeah. Oh no, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people who have chickens around definitely lose some to the to the bears. There's been lots of different massacre stories where like a bear comes in and just completely wipes it out the, the chickens. Town. Yeah. Man, but so so many people here still have chickens. Yeah. It's a new phenomenon. It is. I guess yeah. it's kind of new everywhere in a way. These these kind of urban chickens. Not that we live in an urban place, but like the downtown, it's a pretty closely packed neighborhoods. Yeah, our friend Aaron, there's a rooster that he hates that somebody has like next You're not supposed door. to have a rooster urban down rooster. Yeah. You're not supposed to have urban a rooster. rooster. Wakes Aaron up. Now, Aaron usually doesn't get up before like one in the afternoon a lot anyway, but still. I mean, that's right a, by that's the window, miserable. I think. Yeah. That is miserable. Uh, we should get him a BB gun. Yeah. We should. Or a big stick. You're not supposed to have them a BB gun and a and a and a pan. <laughs> <laughs> Making some rooster. There you go. Bring this over to your neighbor. <laughs> Roast it and bring it to him. Yep. Maybe leave, leave it on there. Uh... I made you a chicken. Yeah. Do they taste? <laughs> Does a rooster taste like a chicken? I think roosters taste good. I have no idea. I don't actually, I reveal my ignorance. I think they're not mm-hmm. fat. You know, like a lot of like you know, kind of hens. I think they're, they're sort they're of fatten them up a little bit and like stringier. I think. But right? I don't know about stringy. Huh. I think I've eaten roosters. Maybe. I don't know that I've ever eaten rooster. Youth. I don't know. I remember, I've told you that story about seeing a farmer really work. My friend Carrie, his grandfather had a working farm that was right down the road from my grandparents' house, and that's where he had a mule. It's the one time I've ever interacted with a mule. <laughs> Love that's a why mule. They, that's why they call me Mule Skinner Klein. <laughs> You skinned a mule. I skinned it. No, I didn't. Ugh. I didn't. They don't. They, and they don't call me. And mule then you, Skinner Klein. And then I wore his skin as a suit. Look at me. I'm a mule. Um, <laughs> hey everyone, I'm a Halloween mule. this year. Mr. and Mrs. Klein, your child is showing strange behavior at school. For the last three weeks, he's been wearing a mule skin. And he can't find anybody to be the back leg, so they're just dragging behind him on the ground. That's right. We taught him to skin that mule. (laughs) My grandpa was a mule skinner. We live holistically here in the Klein household. Anyway, back to your your farm So he had a mule, and uh, uh, mules are really cool animals. They're incredibly intelligent and... They're really interesting um, and intimidating, and, you know, they can kick straight out behind and all this kind of stuff. There's all these legends of mules, but anyway. But I was uh, hanging out with um, Carrie one time in one of the barns, and this little rooster kind of like half flew. You know, they kind of fly mm-hmm. not so low. They kind of half flew by. And uh, I guess, you know, when you are when you're have chickens you, you and you, you want one rooster – but you don't want two because they'll peck at each other, or they'll peck, or the the smaller roosters will peck at the hens and stuff. I don't know what. I don't even know yeah. what. But essentially, there's some pecking going there's on. Somewhere. Pecking order, yes, as they call. So, oh yes. And um, so, uh, and William, he he, William Wagner was this old man's name, and he was an old man back. Th- I mean, I think he was in his 80s when I knew him. Um, as I remember, and he was like, he was one of those old guys. It was the thinnest, you know, thin, thin, wiry old guy yeah. with just, but a working farmer and just veins and so all <laughs> over. You know what I mean? Like those kind of hands that were just powerful but skinny. Yeah, and that was, and I remember him. Uh, I remember that about him so much. And then um, we were kind of playing, and he and he came by and he said, "You see a rooster come by?" And he said, and we were like, "Yeah, he just flew over there." And he was sitting in the seat of the tractor that was in the <laughs> barn. 
And he walked over, and uh, he just kind of like got up next to the tractor just real slow, and the and the rooster went like that. And he reached over, and he got the rooster real quick. And he got, I've been looking for this damn rooster, you know. This this rooster, this is the, you know, this, this rooster's been pecking the hens. And he just took the rooster, and he took his hands, and he ripped the rooster's head right off, wow. right in front of us. I couldn't believe it. Man. I was like, what is happening in the world? Wow. It was wild. And then, so then, so he just ripped this chicken's head off, which is just what farmers do. And you think about it. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a quick death. I mean, that's not, yeah. that's humane. Yeah. And, um, and then that thing happened of a chicken with its head cut off. Oh, so it, around. it ran around and then it actually it flew. Wow. It flew and it flew up and it flew up into a tree and got caught up in a tree, like not high up, but like 10 feet up in the air. And then was just like, you know, kind of spazzing out in a tree. And yeah, it was in running and it was really weird. Wow. Really weird. It was traumatic. Upsetting. Yeah, that's upsetting. <laughs> You didn't that was eat like, chicken for 14 years. Yeah, that was wild, man. Still not comfortable around roosters probably, huh? And I remember the other thing about a chicken in that household was I was sitting on the front porch one time, and there was a chicken. And they said, oh, you should hold the chicken. No, we hold the chicken. So I was holding this chicken in my lap. It was like hen. And um, and then it was like going. And I was like, and I was a little kid, and I'm like, oh, I think it's about to lay an egg. Oh, no. And then it just took a crap all over me. <laughs> That's how eggs are made, Andy. Yes. All over me. And Carrie's grandmother, Kate, just laughed and laughed <laughs> and laughed and laughed and just thought that was the funniest thing. That, this, that number one, the chicken had taken a crap on me. And secondly, I thought it was going to be an egg. Yeah. Instead, it was a crap. She knew it wasn't going to be an no, egg. No. She, 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 knew, she knew exactly what was going on. No egg coming. <laughs> Why do we say take a crap instead of leave a crap? Right. Or make. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it fits, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. Somehow. Take. Take a crap. Need a crap? Take a crap. Have a, Have crap, a crap, leave, leave a crap. A crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. A little dish on the counter. <laughs> a terrible little Ugh, dish. God. Awful, awful little yeah. dish. Not sure when I'd ever need a crap no, either. No, not not someone else's anyway. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah, no. I'll take the extra change. <laughs> now the featured segment where we get to the bottom of wipes. <laughs> All right, now we're good. Look away! I feel a sneeze coming. Do it, Lou. Look at the light. Uh, Welcome uh, back to Pooh. Corner. With Marissa Capito. Marissa, Lou had a question for you. Yeah, Lou is ready to go. Oh, he's, you know, he's the one. This is his segment. We talked about Pooh Lagoons before. Did they have their own special ecosystem and... Are there animals, like certain fish in there? I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I was really excited about that like, question. Did you like, really want there to be like a poop there crab? There goes that fishing trip. Like, but hey, Lou, what fish squid? would be in there yeah, if there were fish in there? Be. I can think of two species. Oh. <laughs> two what species? species? Two species that I can think of, Lou. Corn-eyed trout? Close. 
brown trout. Yeah. <laughs> Black crappy. <laughs> 16 inch. 16 inch. They don't have pooper, they have pooper. Mm. <laughs> yes, the starry eyed pooper. Yes. And the. Mm. Oh, yes. Fish poop puns. Where are they? Oh, oh, darn it. I left my list at home. <laughs> I know. I yeah. always carry it with me. I know. Got to be well, prepared. So, uh, but it brings up that issue that we were trying to get at that other week a little bit about the special things that kind of like there's these things that process poop, right? These microorganisms that process yeah. poop and these other organisms that process poop. <clears throat> Do they live in other. Are they living all the time in other places, but then they yeah. like concentrate on poop or what? How's that? I mean, yeah, I bet those lagoons are filled with microorganisms that are actively breaking down the stuff. And eventually, I mean, eventually, l- lagoons are a way to treat wastewater. That is something that's used even down south. And also, there one wastewater terrible species of otter. Oh, oh the poor otter. Oh, that <laughs> the otter. pooper otter. I mean, they don't even list it. It's just, we all know about it in Alaska, but there's that otter. Ugh. <laughs> the brown otter. The brown river otter. <laughs> and the black otter. <laughs> sewer otter. <laughs> what about that? What about sewer creatures? Oh, alligators. let's talk about sewer creatures. Oh, man. Do you know about know sewer creatures, like alligators? Like or Teenage like, Mutant Ninja Turtles? Is there, it's, have you ever I know heard a lot about... about- have TMNT. Ever, have, okay, but have you ever heard? Okay, we'll get to that. But have you ever like actually that, heard about real, actual, weird sewer creatures that are true? Not here. Oh, but come on, you guys haven't found say yes like, fish carcasses going through there. Or? There have been the things our workers have seen go uh, through the pipes of Juno. You mentioned glitter horrifying. one time, which is yeah. weird. And you mentioned like ballpoint pens and candy wrappers and all that stuff, but big bags of Skittles. Skittles. No, we no. brought we brought up big bags of Skittles. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. But um, memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, anything else come to mind of like? Yeah, I don't even know if I want to. I mean, we get some like like we get syringes. You've said like, that. Yeah. Let's not get dark. Yeah, the one example I have is pretty dark, so yeah. I use it. Let's not I won't even go use there. It. I won't go there. Yeah. But I mean, it, I mean, you bear in mind that it's not just what's coming down the toilet, but like people can also lift up manholes and just like drop all sorts of things down there. One time, one of our tanks went totally red, like bright red. We have no idea what it was, but we don't control what comes in the door. Right. It was, if it wow. comes in, we got to deal with it. And so all of a sudden, this tank just turned red. The whole tank turned like, red. I won't go how as How many far gallons of, how many gallons? 325,000. 1,000 gallons. Well, uh, red. I will take responsibility. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of goat sacrificing that week. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was in his satanic period. I yeah. remember those yeah. days. Those were good times, Lou. Yeah. Yeah. Go over to your house and just, yeah, roast a goat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throw it, throw it down the manhole cover. We couldn't listen. <laughs> when we were done with it. Every, all the music was backwards at his house back then. Yeah. It was like, come on, could you listen to something forward? <laughs> and then he would just kill a goat. Well, now we know the answer. Goat blood. Goat blood. <laughs> Hadn't thought of it. How about this? Um, I looked at a, a, a package of wipes one day mm-hmm. oh. oh and it said do not flush 
are those a problem for the sewage system? Don't yes. you say it. Don't you say it. Don't you say it. Popular. Yeah. No, Don't they're flush not. The flushable wipes. No, they're what not. What do they do? Yeah, they are. To the they're system. fine. No, they're not. They you're, are you're fine. Breaking. You need to throw them away, Andy, in the trash can. So what? What? You can do what's it. wrong with them? What's Don't bad about them? Don't give me that face. You're gonna throw your wipes away in the trash can. That's where they belong. All right. Tell, tell me more. What, what? What's going on with those wipes? Toilet paper disintegrates in the sewer. That's mm. what it's made to do. Anything else doesn't. And so all of that stuff we have to deal with and get rid of. How do they get away with saying it's flushable? Well, because, because you it can is. flush anything if yeah. you try hard enough. But I mean, that seems that's a, a ham sandwich that's a quick is flushable. Answer, but yeah. Well, that's how I got rid of my 95 miles of protege. <laughs> <laughs> bit by bit. Bit by bit. I flushed it one, one piece, piece at a time, time and it didn't it cost, cost me a dime. Ball, ball, ball. <laughs> So do they clog up the system? Yeah, they clog up the system. They get hung up because in our pumps. The they, pumps, the machinator, oh, the squishinator, the squishinator. The they they hinder treatment because microbes aren't made to break down your flushable wipes, Andy. Well, Fine. they say flushable on them. Again, Some of them don't. I could flush that the hat on your head down, down the flushable. toilet. That doesn't mean I should. They say flushable though. Like they they're wipes that are meant for your butthole, and they say flushable. <laughs> the creators of these wipes did not consult the local wastewater treatment no. plants when but they were a, labeling. That's what I'm saying. That's product. an interesting thing. Why? Why is that? I mean, why is that? Why is that allowed to? And you know, I know that I know politically or whatever why it's allowed to happen. But you know, it is an interesting thing for someone to make a product that's about putting in your toilet potentially, it's, and they say flushable, safe, and it even says you, like safe and hey, flushable and all that. Okay. And that's different than how me assuming did, that you know my microwave can be flushed. I don't assume that. How you know? long did we tell people that cigarettes were perfectly healthy? Not everything people are trying to sell is like what I, they say it is. I know, but that was, you know, but that was like before the EPA, for instance. That was before that was before we kind of understood that there were environmental impacts of these products. There are news, a legitimate question, right? There are news stories about New York City's horrendous wipe problem. Really? really? Yes. Damn it. Look it up. Wow. I think we should petition they our lawmakers have their to flushable do something wipe about problems this. are insane. It's like they they cause a lot of problems for their wastewater treatment plants. Wow. Damn it. Andy, I'm so the sorry for The only things you. that should go down the toilet are what come out of your body and toilet, and toilet paper. paper. And the only things that should go down the drain are water and very small bits of food. What Garbage if I can make those wipes come out of my body? <laughs> oh, oh, man. A loophole. <laughs> Having a hard time letting go. <laughs> and he's going to eat his food and then eat his wipe. So you're going to wipe your cleaning. butt? You're going to wipe your butt and then eat the wipe? So I'll do you what I have to do. I think he's going to eat the wipe and I hope it comes out I afterwards do. and does the wiping. Wow. It's like a pipeline pig. I don't, I mean, you may not understand how much you're breaking Andy's heart right now. Yeah, yeah what is your thing with the wipes? There's Why no are you so attached the to them? Yeah, there is a thing. Because they're like, life changing, those like, things. Why can't you just throw them away? What difference does it make? Well, they're disgusting to keep in your house. And they, well, I mean, you know, they're full of poop. I don't want them in my room. Each can, one is filled with five pounds of Can you do like a poop. preliminary wipe with toilet paper and then go in for the cleaning with the, with the, it's with like the wipe and then throw it away? Wow. I don't, that's a good question. That feels like a nice compromise. That's a good question. I don't know. I'd have to run it through my mind a bit. I'll have to go through a couple of trial periods part of my there. Other, part of my other duties as a scientist negotiator. Yes, that's very good. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. Thank you. 
So I was wondering, what happens to all the stuff you guys have to collect? Do you guys just take it to the dump or something? Yeah. Mm. It goes in the garbage. Have a sale ever? So your wipes <laughs> are ending up in Juno's landfill. You guys well, that's where they would sale. end up anyway if I threw them in the trash. Oh, that's a fair point. Oh, touche. <laughs> I have to deal with them instead of you dealing that with your own trash. That doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> that doesn't bother Flush me in the least. You're welcome. <laughs> your job security your brought welcome. to you by Andy's wipes. As a man who loves his wipes, oh, you have yeah. no God. idea. Wow, oh. I, mean, I never. I mean, no. the love. Of I could wipes see where this was something. headed oh, as you started I talking. I, I, knew. I, I was. I looked you over. You know that love of wipes. Oh, I do. Wow. I've what heard kind about of, oh. like all ber- kinds of brands and stuff. No, one very specific kind of brand. Are you going to tell us? Yeah, Preparation H wipes. <laughs> Heavy duty. Heavy duty. <laughs> the ones that are sold at Costco. The big maker. Three quarter inch ply. I love them. They're the bet. They've changed my life. That's great. How so? Throw them in the trash. They have made me a comfortable, comfortable man. I'm not telling you to stop using your wipes. <laughs> I'm telling you to re. Rethink what you do with the wipe. <laughs> You're really coming at me maybe, hard with this. Maybe you should use it's them a like problem. like uh, diapers that the people used to wash them in the washing machine. So uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe re- reuse or get a, get recycle, a, reuse. Yeah. yeah, good for the planet. Yeah, like make them into toys or something. <laughs> maybe you know? should get like, like, like a, a made a cityscape out of them. <laughs> a like old, just like old milk cartons or a wedding dress or something. You can By the way, or a wedding dress. <laughs> By the way, that always was my, but that was a, I had a, from an early age, so I hit it in the 70s, right, when I was a kid, the recycling, the first wave of, like, the idea of recycling hit in the 70s, and it's cool, that's very cool, right, recycling is absolutely a huge way to uh, deal with uh, the waste stream, right, it's a big deal, it's very good, so, I, though, immediately turned cynical, because, one of the big projects they had us do in one class, like in third grade, was they said, well, we're going to, you know, when you use up your milk carton, you know, you bring in all your milk cartons for a week from your family, right? So I brought in like three milk cartons or something, right? And they said, oh, we're going to build a cityscape out of the milk cartons. And so we like spent a week building these buildings and drawing on them and making a thing. And they were like, oh, we're pl- see, we recycled it. We made a cityscape, a toy, a big, huge cityscape. And then what happened to it? They just threw it away. They threw it away. It was not recycling <laughs> at all. It was nothing. It was delaying it for a week. It absolutely created the exact same amount of trash. It was nothing. Also, it really it got like me. It really got me. It got me just thinking about like if we're really gonna if you really recycle, you got to really recycle. You yeah. know, you got to really think of absolutely. a real actual yeah. new use. You can't these like kind of. Oh, we made it into this thing. It's like, yeah, and then what happens in three weeks with that thing? If that thing that just is a disposable, then that's not recycling. I mean, that is reusing, I guess. Repurposing. And they repurpose, and they say that every time you repurpose, it actually reduces the waste stream some percentage, right? Because some percentage of it ends up staying in someone's damn closet for or whatever that or in the gutter you know, or, right? yeah. or on someone some some kid makes ends up on a refrigerator forever you gotta look at some <laughs> reused milk carton popsicle stick duck right oh yeah. god right yeah. i mean the, but the thing about your story that i found most confusing was this idea that you only consumed three milk cartons in a week as a family. Oh, I, well, and I, I think like yeah. it worked better in Minnesota because we would bring in like, you know, 5,000 milk cartons for the weekend. We could build a real structure. 
yeah. we built well we built a whole bunch of stuff yeah, yeah. well anyway we were anyway. good milk drinking people but That's yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 hey, hey. hey we were hey. good I'm sorry. milk drinking people i'm sorry it's, it's, yeah i don't mean to pile on yeah and i'm with you i remember anyway. that when i was in school too it's like bring in all this stuff and collect it and we're going to make a thing and then it just like sat in the classroom in the corner I don't know that I yeah. ever did that in school. Yeah. Well, I think totally. that it got more sophisticated by the time yeah. you were maybe in school. You know, they I mean, decided it wasn't just going to be the children. We were the yeah. well, we were the first runner recycling, so everyone just, they were just throwing shit at the yeah. wall. You know, like what'll stick? <laughs> what do we do? We'll maybe see. kids will make fun things out yeah, of this crap. I don't know. What are we going to do with these damn milk cartons? Yeah. <laughs> kids will make cities. They'll love it. I'm in Milktown. <laughs> right. Yay! I mean, it was yeah. it was asinine. Yeah. And we'd actually. It, as now I'm remembering, we'd actually also, of course, wrap the milk cartons in construction paper and draw on them and draw. Mm-hmm. So using more, yeah. using more using paper more in order to create yeah. this thing that then we threw away at the end of the week. Damn it. Formative. See? Yeah. Uh, so that's why I'm using my wipes and flushing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me. To, There's a long thread from there to there, but I think I can see that. Makes that. Sense. The wipes. So we were kind of. You kind of went through it kind of quick. What 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 are the issues that what are the issues that those things cause? Because I do think those. I mean, they're clearly used a lot, right? Yep. You're you, you're dealing with it. Like you said, New York City has got an actual, real big issue yep. because of these things that are being sold in Costco and everywhere, right? So and and baby wipes are a huge part of it, right? Baby Everyone, wipes, all yep. these people use those baby wipes. Those baby wipes end up getting thrown in the toilet a lot of time. Yep. So um, what is it that's happening? They're just fibers. They're just they're kind of like actual. They're almost like fabric. They're cloth. Yeah. yeah they're like a fabric. Yeah. So yeah. they clog our pumps. They wear out. Um, they clog pipes too. They wear out our pumps. Um, if they make it downstream, they can hinder the treatment process and you won't have as clean a wastewater. The more the more garbage that's in the wastewater stream to begin with, the more likely it is to end up downstream because we can't get rid of it all. And it hinders the quality of the wastewater that goes back out into the environment. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. Woo. I'll use the garbage. <laughs> but I'm telling applause. you. The day that my dog raids that garbage, <laughs> I'm coming to you, and you got to kiss that dog on the mouth. I don't have to dish. <laughs> I thought we had a deal. All right, Marissa Capito, an engineer, Juno Wastewater Treatment Plant, on Pooh from nowhere. That's our Bridge from Nowhere for today. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we'd like to thank KTOO and the Alaska Podcast Network and also Alaska Robotics for making this possible. We'd like to thank Scott Burton, Jeff Brown, Shelley Delaney, and all their technical help. Bridge from Nowhere is available on iTunes and Stitcher. And where else, Lou? What else can people get? Bridgefromnowhere.com. We want to thank moms everywhere today. Moms, Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Thanks, my mom. Thanks, mom. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We've burned another bridge.